Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. That whole concept that there's a crack in everything and that's how the light gets through really gives us an insight into the concept of perfection. We think that often that perfection is supposed to be without a flaw. And yet what that is inviting us to look at is that flaws are part of the per perfection of it. That, and the things that we call flaws are, you know, that's, that's something that's a judgment call, right? And judgment is where we get out of perfection. Because perfection, first of all, perfection does not mean don't ever do anything wrong, which is sort of how we're cultivated to think about it. Perfection comes from the Aramaic word that means wholeness, complete. That's what it means. And so what we consider flaws are part of the wholeness. Because there is no place that there is not the yin and the yang of it. There, there have to be some empty spaces for the light to get through that we call flaws. So our, our idea of perfection got askew from the beginning of time. So if we step into mythic time, the myth of the Garden of Eden, not the history, just in case anybody's wondering, the myth of the Garden of Eden is that humanity, represented by Adam and Eve, was in a state of bliss and wholeness. And we were in alignment with the divine. There was no sense of separation. It was a state of friendship. All was well. And the only prohibition in this entire garden where we were in connection with the animals and with, with the fauna and everything, everything was good. The only thing was just don't eat of that one particular tree. And what was it about the tree? It was the tree of good and evil. So in other words, it wasn't that God had a thing about apples and wished that they hadn't been created. It was that God, meaning the divine, the, the infinite love, is saying stay away from judgment. When we get into deciding that something's good or someone is good and something or someone is bad, we are eating the apple of judgment. And as soon as we eat that apple, we start to see problems in the world. We start to see what we call imperfections and flaws. And our world is not a happy place anymore because we're focusing on the complaints, on what's wrong. Instead of saying, huh, more time to talk about motorcycles. You know, or, or whatever the situation may be. It's so important 
to recognize that judgment is the issue. Because when we get into judgment, where's the first place that that goes? To ourselves, right? And we feel like we are separate from the whole. There's something wrong with us. And the more we look, the more we find, right? Have you ever had one of those days where it starts out with one little thing that you see, and the more you focus on it, the more reasons you have. It's, it's like those monkeys in um, Malaysia. They go, do, 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 That's, right? That's, that's how it is. <laughs> you didn't think you'd find monkeys in church, did you? <laughs> That's how it is. We just keep exaggerating, 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 seeing more and more of what we're looking at. So rather than look at right and wrong, good and bad, we want to just look at wholeness so that everything we see is part of the whole. Everywhere we look, we see the face of God. There's nothing else to see. And when we look in the mirror in particular, we see the face of God. Brene Brown has written a book called The Gift of Imperfection that I'm sure some of you have read. And she talks about the importance of embracing and being vulnerable and just recognizing that who we are is who we are and not try to get up on a pedestal and be something that we're not, but just embracing all of it, being real. In, in the Bible, there is a passage, be ye perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. And that's, that's something that has really caused a lot of trouble because of our understanding of the word that has been translated as perfect. So we grow up thinking that we have to meet this standard that is artificial and impossible. And when we don't, then we feel that we have messed up and there's something wrong with us and we are eating that apple like crazy. Instead, what I think that what Jesus was saying when he says be perfect as the Heavenly Father, the source is perfect. He's saying, be whole. Be whole. There is no, there's no missing. There's no wrong. Just recognize. And, and in the whole passage that goes on, it's a very long passage that begins with the Beatitudes of blessed are the poor in spirit, etc. And it's really, it's one of those things that Bible scholars say, okay, we just like sweep up all these little things he said and put them all in one place and call it a sermon. It, it's unlikely that Jesus just went on and on and on and on and on for pages. I mean, you know, even back then they probably didn't have quite that attention span. But, um, but if you look at what has been collected there, there is a theme to it. And the theme that is there is saying, don't just do a little bit. Go the full distance. Be complete. If someone, if someone wants your shirt, give them the shirt. Don't, 
don't just love your um, brothers. Everybody loves it. Well, no, not everybody. But a lot of people love their family. Um, but go further than that. Don't leave anybody out. And so one passage after another is talking about that. It's just be whole. Embrace it all. So embrace it all means embrace it when something happens that you didn't plan on, that you don't like. So somebody doesn't show up when they said they're going to show up. That doesn't have to be a problem. It's plot twist. If you have an attitude of just embracing it all. And every one of us here has had experiences where we have, I don't know, you, you've been seemingly in the wrong place. You should have been over here, but you're over here. But because you're over here, you meet this person that's a pivotal person in your life. Or somebody tells you something that just could never have happened when you were over here. We've all had those experiences, right? There is, there is an order, a flow to everything, and a harmony. Because we are wholly one. And there's no way for us not to be part of that. One of the things that I loved in that passage was, let your yeses be yes and your noes be no. I didn't actually realize that that was in the Bible there, <laughs> but I've heard it before. And, and when um, Brene Brown is talking about wholehearted living, where you're not afraid to be yourself, you're not trying to be somebody you're not, she talks about, let your yeses be yes and your noes be no. Instead, what many of us do is we, we say, well, I'd really love to do that. And when I'm 10 pounds thinner, I will. You know, I'd, whether it's go on this adventure or get this particular outfit, we, we delay because we haven't yet met our own standard of perfection. Or we say, um, yes, we'll do that when really we mean no. She talks about examples of, they, they say to you, the PTA mom say, will you bring five dozen cookies to school tomorrow? And she says, my voice always gets really high at this point. Oh yeah, sure, I'd love to. But the truth is, no, <laughs> I don't want to do that. We, we have to be true to ourselves. It, I was reading about this, um, yesterday and a friend of mine texted me and said, I'm going for a walk, you want to come with me? And I, I was going to say, oh, I'm busy and I'm reading, <laughs> you know, do the things that give you joy. And I thought, uh, maybe I should apply this in my own life. And so I said, yep. And I put the studying down and went out the door with the dog. It's, we have to prioritize joy. We have to pay attention to what is it we're doing when we feel joyful and do more of that because that creates a wholeness that is wholehearted. 
She also talks about how we have to prioritize discomfort over resentment. Because sometimes to be wholly true to ourselves, we have to say no and displease someone else. But the thing is, if we aren't being true to ourselves, we're not benefiting anybody else. Surely I'm not the only one who has had that experience, right? <laughs> of trying that out and finding out the hard way that nobody won. So we have to start with ourselves. We have to stand, the word integrity means whole. Integer in math is a whole number. Integrity is standing in wholeness, and that's perfection. And so when we stand in integrity, we know that something is right for us or not right for us. And if we act on that, we remain in the wholeness. And everybody else benefits because everybody's connected to that. Everybody is connected. Not just one. Not just the person that we're focused on, but all. It's so important that we redefine what perfect means. That we allow ourselves to love ourselves first, to see the perfection, the wholeness in ourselves. It doesn't mean just to see it when things are going the way we intended. It means when we've burned the dinner, when we've forgotten to show up at the thing we were supposed to show up for, when we've overslept and, and missed something, when we've had an argument, any of those things that we don't like, to still see that, huh, so that's perfect. It's part of the whole. Maybe not liking something is perfect. Maybe we weren't created to like everything all the time. Is that possible? Or is it a design flaw? Or is it the crack through which the light comes through? Because if we liked everything all the time, would we ever do any introspection? Probably not. And it's only when we turn inward that we see where the light is coming from. <laughs> <laughs>